we're doing a series at the beginning of the year, and the reason is kind of to reset, recalibrate, renew for the new year. And last week, we talked about the importance of small groups, of community, saying yes to community. And today, what I want to talk about is saying yes to Scripture. And so we're going to unpack that. This is sort of our New Year's series here in saying yes to the best and no to the rest. So we're going to say yes to Scripture and what does that look like in 2022? What would it look like to have a relationship to the Bible that is one that would please God? So I'm going to talk about three things this morning. I'm going to talk about the Bible, to love it, to learn it, and then to live it. Those three things is what I'm going to talk about this morning because the Bible is the most powerful book in all of the world here. It's ordained of God. You may know it's inerrant. It's true. It's breathed by God. It's inspired by God. Um, it is the very voice of God. And so when you read the Bible, you actually hear the very voice of God to your life. So it's unlike any other book that there is. There's no book like it. And so we make it easy for you on Sundays by putting the scriptures up on the screens here. But what I want to do is challenge us this year that we would actually bring a Bible, like bring the old school hard copy paper Bible. Uh, and the reason I think we should do that, because you can write it, you can make notes in it. There's nothing like owning your own paper Bible. Uh, back uh, in times past, uh, that was kind of the, the thing that people did. And over the years, we've kind of transitioned to just looking at the screens. Well, I want to uh, go retro and encourage you to bring a Bible. There's also an awesome uversion.com where you can listen to your Bible, but you really need to have your own hard copy of your Bible. And so I'm going to begin here with Romans chapter 10, verse 17, which says this. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So anybody in here want to have more faith? Anybody want to have more faith? Well, the way that happens is, as it's you, it happens by hearing, by listening to the word of God. So my hope and my dream is this, is we would develop a love for the scripture, a love for the scripture. I remember when I first became a Christ follower, I was in high school, I was a junior in high school, and, uh, and it was all new, it was completely new to me. I didn't even know what the Bible was. I didn't know what the Trinity was. I didn't know anything. And so, but I began to read the Bible. And I could remember being in my room and, and reading the Bible for the very first time in my life. Like, I'd never gone to church or anything. And now I'm reading the Bible. I can remember sitting on, I used to sit on my bed, and I'd open it up, and I'd read it. And I could remember hearing, like, like God was speaking to me. It was just awesome to, to feel like for the first time, like I'm hearing God's voice, like that had never happened in my lifetime. And so we actually can hear the voice of God through the word of God. And it's interesting that in Psalm 119, which there's like a zillion verses, like 176 verses in it, and it's all about the Bible. Like the whole thing is about the Bible. And King David stops in the middle of it, and he says this, he goes, oh, how I love your law, Psalm 119.97. Oh, how I love your law. And I meditated on it all the, all the day long. Your commands are always with me, and you make me wiser than my enemies. And so Psalm 19 being the longest chapter in all of the Bible here really speaks of the value of the Bible because the longest chapter in the Bible is all about the Bible. So it's super cool there that really speaks to us about the priority 
of God's word. And so how cool that David is writing it there, and he pauses in the middle of it, kind of punches out and has this thought, oh, how I love your law, how, how I love the Bible, and I meditate it on it all the day long. So the first thing that we want to do really, and what I, my hope and my dream, is that we would love the Bible. We would grow to a place, we would love God's word, the Bible. Now you say, well, well, what does it look like to love the Bible? Like, why would we love the Bible? Well, here's one reason why we love the Bible. One is it, it's God-breathed. It says this, you want to look up the screen, 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, all scripture is inspired by God. In other words, it's like breathed by God. It's like the breath of God. And so and it's useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. And it corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Verse 17, and God uses it to prepare and to equip his people to do every good work. And so all scripture then, the Bible says, it's inspired by God, it's breathed by God, it's all of God's word, all of it is breathed by God. And so scripture is, just think about how awesome this is. Scripture is actually the very breath of God. It's God breathing out. Every word of every passage is God-breathed. There's no exceptions to that. And so just let that sink into your mind that the words of the Bible come from the very breath of God. That means there's no book like this book. There's no words that are like these words. And so uh, they're words that are full of life and full of power, full of God's grace. Uh, They can transform our lives. They can transform people's eternities here. And so they're not human words. And I think we need to think about that a little bit because these are the words of God. And um, you think about all the words that we hear. We hear email words. You read all kinds of emails. You read, maybe you don't read, your junk mail. You have words of Twitter. You have Facebook words. You have newspaper words. You have words from magazines. You have words from all kinds of books. You have words from radio and podcasts and words from TV. But none of those words are God-breathed. This book, the Bible, is the only book that is God-breathed. And so when we read them, and we need to read them, we need to hear them, and we need to heed them. So I just can't convey how powerful and how much the the scriptures in the Bible have meant to me over the years. Um, They've revealed God to me. They've spoken to me about my own life. They've shown me darkness in my own life. They've shown me who God is and shown me who I am. So I just want to say, friends, there's no replacement for God's word. There's no substitute for God's word. Um, It's more than a book. It is God's word to us. And so we hear so many words all the times, but they're simply human words. And reading the scriptures is the one time we can pause and punch out from all the human words and hear God's words. So it really is outside of God. It is the greatest treasure that we have. And so every other book that we pick up is just merely the words of men. And the Bible is the words of God. And so it's not the word of religious men. It's not the word just of wise men or godly men. It's not a book that has a a human source. Uh, It's the word of God. It has just one author, and his name's God, Almighty God. And so although there's men that like held the pen, it is God that inspired them and produced God's breathed, God-breathed words. And so all of the words originated 
with the Almighty. They originated with God. And so uh, maybe the Bible says that men were, were carried along by the Holy Spirit, and then they were inspired to write it. It says in Jeremiah, if you want to look at the screens here, Jeremiah said, the word of the Lord came to me. I'm just giving this one example. The word of the Lord came to me. He says in verse 9, that the Lord stretched out his hand and touched my mouth. And the, word, the Lord said to me, behold, I've put my words in your mouth. And that's how it worked. And then he, he, he wrote down the words that God was giving him. And so, friends, the Bible, uh, really, it's a book that will transform your life. And that's why you want to love the Bible. Um, it's a book unlike any other book. They're words unlike any other words. And so their life and their power transforms your life, transforms eternities, as I mentioned. And so that's why that we make such a big deal at this church that we read the Bible and explain the Bible and apply the Bible because it is God's word. It's, it's really, if, you could, if we could get our minds around it, even if you've been in church for a while and you, and you know that, but it's such a tremendous reality to recognize that it is God's breathed word. So it says there that it's useful. It's useful for teaching, it says, for rebuking or correcting, training in righteousness, so that the servant of God, that is, if you're, like, if you're a Christ follower, you would qualify, you're the servant of God. So you, me, all of us, that we may be equipped. Maybe, like, equipped for what? Well, equipped for living this life, uh, equipped for your marriage, equipped for relationships, uh, equipped for how to handle money, equipped for making decisions, equipped for walking in, in wisdom. So it speaks to your life. In every area of your life, it speaks to. There's no area of your life that it doesn't speak to. So this is why you'd want to love the Word of God. It says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, we also thank God continually because when we receive, and I like to really hone in on that word, receive the Word of God, which you heard from us and you accepted it, not as the word of men, but actually as it is, the word of God, which is at work in you who believe. There's a, the dynamic power of God's work working in you when you expose yourself to it. And notice it says here, when you receive it. Well, receive it in the original language means to, like, when you're receiving a guest, like a guest is going to come over your house, and you uh, prepare the meal, and you vacuum, and you, you're getting the house ready, and you're doing all these things, and then you're, you're waiting for them to come. And when they come, you say something like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. We've been waiting for you, and we're welcoming you. We're so fired up, so grateful that you're here, and you accept them, and you receive them. Well, that's what he's saying our attitude should be like that when we read the Scriptures. That we should receive it with, a, with an attitude of, oh, I'm so glad to hear from you. I'm so I want to just welcome you into my life. And so, really, friends, I just want us to treasure the Scriptures, to treasure the Word of God. And sort of like hit the reset button. You know, you do that on your computer. You kind of like hit the refresh. Well, I think at the beginning of a new year, I want to hit the refresh button with respect to our, our, our approach to the Word of God. So secondly, not only do we want to love it, but we want to learn it. We want to learn. We want to learn the Word of God. And so what do you mean like, well, how do you learn the Word of God? Well, that's what we're doing right now. Like right now we're learning the Word of God. We want to, uh, you know, refresh our devotion to the Scriptures. So you learn the Bible by like, Listening to the Bible, by 
reading the Bible. You can go to uversion.com. Listen there. Our website is full of archived of messages, which are for free forever. Listen to others, other teachers. There's a zillion of them on the radio. That, that so many are, are so great. So you can learn that way also. So there's, there's such an immense amount of opportunity, unlike any time in history, where we can learn the Scripture. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a man who built his house on the rock. And the rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. And so you think about the storms and I think the last two years we've had more storms than I could remember, every kind of storm out there. But, uh, but So we're all facing the same storm. Really, you think about it, but we can react differently to that storm. And so, uh, so what, what are we going to do with, our respect, with respect to the Scriptures here? Are we going to build our lives upon the rock, the rock of God's Word? And so what might be a next step for you? Well, I'd like, like to challenge you to consider this. Like maybe you don't have a plan. Maybe you're the type, you do have a plan, and you like read through the Bible. Maybe you don't have a plan. Well, I want to speak to people that maybe you don't have a plan locked in and what you might do there, because you really want to build into your life uh, a constant exposure to the very breath of God, to God's Word. And so one thing that you might consider, one thing you might consider is a one-year Bible, a one-year Bible. So this is mine right here, my one-year Bible. I want to encourage you, if you've never never tried it to get a one-year Bible. And uh, um, so if you do this, you would read through the Bible in one year in your life. Wouldn't that be awesome? At one time in your life, like you read through the whole Bible. And so I read through this, and uh, I take notes in it and write in it and all that. It becomes very valuable to me. Um, I'm just looking at this this last week here, reading about, I was in um, reading about Jacob and an offering here, and I made a, I made a note here to worship God um, uh, uh, with what he gives you. And so anyway, so I take notes in it. So hey, we will have these out in the back there, and uh, you can get one if you can't afford it. Um, so you can take one. We just want you to have one. They'll be outside. Um, and then uh, if you can't afford it, they're like 1938 is what they cost. And so if you want to drop a 20 spot, uh, that would be great too. So but if you, if you don't have it, I, I would love for you to have one. And so to just to try it, and, um, and get into a pattern of reading the scriptures here. Because Jesus said this. Jesus said, you can't live by bread alone, but by every word that, li- that proceeds from the mouth of God. So God wants you to live your best life, make your best decisions, receive his best for your life, but you do that by feeding upon what God has said and do that uh, in a regular way here. So in response to what Jesus said, uh, we, want, we want to set aside time to read the Scriptures. We want to set aside time to read the Scriptures. So I want to encourage you then to read the Bible. Um, and so I just think it just would be an, just an awesome thing. And so, and by the way, like if you miss a day, no sweat. I miss a day. And uh, so you just pick up uh, where you, where you um, on, on the, on the, it's through the calendar. So words of truth, words of hope, words of life, you need to get them into your life there. And so... Uh, when you do that, when you're reading the Bible, it's not like you're just reading the Bible, but really like the Bible's reading you, and the Bible is speaking to you. The Bible gets inside of you. 
And that's where it has power uh, when it gets inside you. So I want to encourage you to do that. So to study God's word. We talked about last week getting in small groups and all that and the importance of that to get in small groups. And so you just begin to get God's perspective on your problems and on your life. And so you really want to, you want to saturate your life in the scriptures. You want to grow in the scriptures. And again, I can remember after I became a Christ follower, going to college and all that, that I would just, I just begin to really pour into and begin to, to, to saturate my life in the scriptures. And it really changed my life. I want to encourage you to do that because it'll change your life too. So you want to love the Bible. You want to, you want to learn the Bible. And the last thing is you want to live it. You want to live it. You want to live the word of God. So I want to talk about that uh, because James said, the brother of Jesus said this. He said, hey, don't just be doers of the word. Don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers also. And so James stresses the need to actually do what you hear. He says, otherwise, you just deceive yourself. See, you can be deceived in thinking like, man, I'm doing, I'm doing good. Like I go to church and like I read my Bible now and then. And, and, but if you don't do it, it says it like you're deceiving yourself. So you don't want to live in self-deception there. And so, first of all, the, you have to be practical and apply the Bible in your life is what he's saying. You know, when you read it, it's not, it's not like for your wife or your friends or people at work or whatever, kids, neighbors. It's for you. So you want to read it with a sense of, God, what, what are you speaking to me? Then you apply it to yourself. Uh, and I look at the, the application as penetrating and personal and practical. And so, uh, and so if you're a young person here, I, want, I have a scripture I want to read for you. So everyone that's young, whatever it is you consider yourself young, I have a scripture for you, and here it is, Psalm 119. Here it is, all the young people, clue in, listen in, lean in, uh, because here's God's word for you. Watch this, watch. Psalm 119 says, how can a young person stay in the path of purity? There's only one way. There's only one way, and here it is. By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart, uh, and, do not stray, and I don't stray from your commands. Now, how do I, how do I uh, stay on the path of purity? Here it is. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I'm hiding it in my heart. That means I'm, I'm actually memorizing it. It's like it's getting into my heart. And so um, you ne- you're never going to live the life that you were intended to live unless you hide it in your heart. Uh, and so uh, you, just, you need the, the scriptures in your life here. For example, for the battles that you face. Like, how do you face battles? The Bible says in Ephesians uh, chapter 6 that we battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness and high places, all this darkness out there. How do, you, how do you battle against that? Well, it talks about the armor of God. It's got all this cool armor of God. And then, but that's all defensive. It's all defensive. They're like the one offense that you have is the scriptures. That's the only way, the only offensive uh, source that you have that says the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And so um, for some of us, like when you fight, you got to have a verse. You, you want to have a verse that you fight back with. So that's why you want to hide the word in your heart. I remember um, when I was a freshman in college and I went to uh, a rather hostile secular university 
the University of California at Irvine. It was very hostile to Christ followers. And I felt, and I, and I just became a Christ follower. And now I'm facing all this hostility there. And so uh, I joined, a, you know, small groups there and got into the, the Bible and, and reading it and all. I began to memorize scripture and, and became, became anchored in my soul. I want to encourage you to, to do that, beginning of a new year. Maybe you've been in, been in church a long time, but you don't really memorize the scripture. I want to, I want to challenge you to memorize scripture. You can do it. It's not that hard. I, I, we're even going to do that this morning. I got a little exercise for us to, to memorize the scripture. And so, um, so I began to do that. I, I memorized passages of scripture. James chapter one. James is servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad among uh, my brethren. Count it all joy when you fall into different types of temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you might be complete and entire, not lacking anything. And if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who, who gives to all men freely and will not withhold it. Well, anyway, I just began to, to memorize passages of scriptures, and you can do it, and I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. Hide the word of God in your heart. God wouldn't say it if we couldn't do it. Like, why would he tell us to do it if we weren't, if he didn't give us the capacity to do it? And so you absolutely can do it. Another thing that I used to do, I'm just letting you into my life, is that I would take scriptures, and before I go to bed, I've done this over the years, I would take a scripture and I would just read it because I want to go to sleep with my mind just on the scripture. And I would read it and then I would just mull over it and I would try to see if I could remember it after I read it. And sometimes I go to bed and go, dang, I can't quite remember. And I look at it again and go to go to, go back to bed and may have to look at it again. But then, and I just and I would just say it over and over. And I begin to memorize scripture that way. So there's a lot of ways to do it. Uh, another ways I would just get little three by five cards. I would put those out and um, uh, uh, and then and then you can just look at those over and over again. So there's lots of ways to do it. But I want to encourage you to memorize scripture. And so you take a verse, read it slowly, read it over and over, uh, underline it, and then uh, you'll be able to do it. And so, uh, and what I feel is this, is that the more that you do it, like you become, you become better at life when you do that. And so it makes you a better person, makes you better at life. And so in college, I faced all of the typical temptations and nonsense that um, the students face. But I can tell you this. And if you're a young person, I can tell you this, that it guided my life, it guarded my life, and it kept me out of ditches because I, I just began to lean into it. And again, I, I just became a Christ follower. So the Bible says this, thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. And so I think sometimes the lights we have are like this. You got like these little lights. You know, like little lights like this. It's just little dinky lights that we kind of figure out what's the way, you know, in life. And we got these little dinky lights. But the Bible says it's not like, it's not like a dinky little light like that. It's not like a little dinky light. I want to I hit the lights here to, to, uh, to, to show you, uh, maybe just to illustrate this point. Okay, just to illustrate this point. You guys can hit the lights for me there. Okay, so it says, thy word is a lamp to my feet. Now, in that day, they'd have lamps there, and they'd use lamps to guide their way. Think about that. They didn't have lights like we have now. So when they would be walking in pathways and all, it was always dark. It's always dark. They didn't have lights at all. So they would, they would trip and fall and end up in ditches and all that. So, so uh, the comparison is made by King David that God's word 
It's not like the little dinky light that I just showed you. God's word is powerful light. It's powerful light to show you through life. And you know, you, we live in darkness. It's a dark world. It says, thy word's a lamp to my feet. It's a light, okay, it's a light to my path. And so it really lights the way that I'm not going to like stumble in all of the darkness, but it's, it's lighting my way through life here. And so you live your life in light of the word of God, being led by the light of God's word through all of life, making decisions, who you're going to date, relationships, you know, everything in life, how you spend your money, it's showing you the light of God's word and how to live that to keep you out of darkness. And so thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path, okay? So I hope you enjoyed that illustration. I got that light from my son, and I thought that would be good to use this morning, so I did it. So here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. Um, I want to remind us that your light person is, is it's weak here. So you can't count on your own light. You need the light of God's word every day. So just as a light brightens a path for our feet to walk, God words, God's word provides the illumination for how to live this life here. And so the word of God is a lamp carried throughout our journey here. And so I want to encourage you uh, in that, that way. So I want to put up the scripture there. Uh, the, uh, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And so I'd like us to say that together, okay? Can we say that together? Ready? Here we go on the count of three. One, two, three. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Okay? Just remember, lamp first, light second. Do it again. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Okay, now remove that. Take it off. So let's say it again. One, two, three. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. See, there it is. Look at it. Come on. Come on, baby. Come on, somebody. There it is. So see, you can do it. And uh, think about it later on today. That's your assignment. Later on today, I want you to, what, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, uh, we're talking about the Bible. What was that scripture? Thy word is a lamp to my feet. A light, friends, a light. How, how awesome is that? For the rest of your life, God's word, a light to your path. This is awesome. If you want to put yourself in a position to receive God's blessing, and Father, may those words be written over our lives, that you have never failed us yet, and that our confidence can be in you. All the days of our lives, our confidence can be in you. Our eyes and the affections of our hearts can be steadfast upon you. And so if you want to receive God's blessing, put yourself in a position to receive it. And Father, see your children. I pray, God, that you would bless them. God, I pray that you would meet them. Lord, I, I pray that they would sense your nearness to them. I pray that they would look to you this week and call upon you knowing that you hear them. Father, I pray that the hand of Almighty God would be upon them, that they would sense that, that you would strengthen them. Lord, that they would sense your nearness to them, the Holy Spirit with them, guiding them, directing them. Father, I pray this week that you would cause them to have your peace, that your grace would be realized in their lives, that they would look to you. And Father, I pray that you would do this and that you would do more. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you, friends. See you next time.